0: Hey there. Welcome to The Writing Cabin with Tara Benner. I'm author Tara Benner, and this is my cabin. We all need to escape into story from time to time. So come on in, sit down by the fire, pour yourself a nice hot cup of cocoa, and let's talk books. Now, before we get started today, I wanted to take a moment to thank my wonderful patrons, especially Dan, who just upped his monthly pledge again. Dan, I cannot tell you how incredible that is. For all my patrons, your support not only funds the creation of brand new monthly short stories, but it also gives me so much encouragement as a writer every day when I sit down and... (laughs) struggle through the process of creating a new book it always just gives me this little extra bit of motivation knowing that you like my stories so much that you want to support them and me directly if you dear listener would like to join our patreon family you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash tara benner labs that's tara with an h I create a brand new short story every single month for my patrons. I also produce a monthly video diary where I go into more detail on what I'm working on, what I'm struggling with, what ideas are percolating in my brain. And you can also get access to my entire library of Patreon exclusive stories starting at just two dollars a month. Right! This week's featured book is Lawless, and Lawless is the first book in my four-book series, The Lawless Saga. When Lark was sentenced to 25 years behind bars, she thought San Judas was her lucky break. The primitive 16,000-acre community in rural New Mexico isn't like any other prison. There are no cells, there is no warden, and Mother Mercy is the law. Lark didn't realize she'd be fighting for survival on a daily basis or that the world as she knew it would be coming to an end. Wallace is a post-apocalyptic adventure. It's got lots of action, greedy characters, kind of this slow burn that morphs into a fire type romance. Um, lots of, lots of adventure and, and great characters. Um, I think you'll really like it and right now you can download Lawless for free wherever books are sold I will put a link to that down in the show notes okay so it's time for my little life update that I do every single week on the show and <laughs> oh my gosh my life is pretty crazy right now and up until last week I honestly thought I was handling it um I shouldn't say like, I'm not handling, it. I'm I'm getting it done. We're getting by. <laughs> you know, I have a, a six month old and lately I've just been working all the time. And even though I'm working all the time, I feel like I'm not accomplishing anything. Um, I'm not burned out particularly. I am excited about my writing and my author business, but I have all this kind of side work that I'm doing right now. Um, My husband and I, we have a little rental property in Colorado Springs that we've been working on getting rented. And so I've been taking applications and corresponding with all these people. And my husband just hired two new employees at his business. And so he's been working longer hours to train them. There's lots of little like businessy bureaucratic things we've had to do. And so during the day, I've just been living the work from home mom life and trying to keep my business functioning while doing a bunch of other things. And this week I had the realization that even though I felt like I was handling it and things were getting done, my brain is at full capacity. (laughs) And how do I know this? Uh, The only reason I know this is because I have been making a bunch of really stupid mistakes. Like Things that I would never, ever, ever, ever do normally because I'm a really detail-oriented person. You know, I don't, I always read through emails before I send them to make sure there are no typos. I always double check things and I'm just like, I'm pretty careful, you know, in my day-to-day dealings with others. And (laughs) this week I have sent texts to the wrong people, not once, not twice, but three times, and I had a fourth, very close call. Um, I wanted to text my husband something, but I accidentally sent it in a group text. Um, I meant to send myself a recipe for shepherd's pie, and I sent it to my husband because I was thinking that like he would like it. I was trying to send a picture of our little boy to my husband's sister, and instead I sent it to our current tenant because her name starts with the same letter in my contacts. I was trying to send a picture via email to my grandma, and I almost sent it to this random woman that I've only ever interacted with once in my life. Um, I did send a picture to, oh no, I already told you that. (laughs) See, (laughs) my brain is not functioning well. I had a typo in our rental description online, and I said it was a 12-year lease, and people were really confused. Um, so yeah, I'm at full capacity, and I'm, n- <laughs> I'm not uh, performing at my highest level at the moment. And so the way I'm combating that is I'm really trying to do a better job of containing my work that is not related to writing or my author business to very distinct chunks of time rather than letting it creep into my life at all hours of the day because it just takes a lot of energy and brain power. And I've also been meditating, again, five to ten minutes a day. I, You know, I was a really big meditator, you know, and I have been for years. Um, but when my son got here, I, I just... I, I hate the words, like, I don't have the time, but it was not my priority, and so I stopped doing that, and I was talking to a friend of mine, and I was like, you know, what? I really feel like I would benefit if I could just do it, even just a little bit, every single day, and so I have been carving out just five to ten minutes to sit and meditate and breathe and clear my mind, and it's really been helping. And I don't think I would have done it except for this friend of mine. She offered to function as my little accountability buddy, accountability buddy, my accountability partner. (laughs) And so every day I just text her. I send her the little meditating person emoji and she sends me clapping hands or a heart or something back. And that's like really been helping me stay on track because even though she probably would not even realize if I forgot to text her one day, it just, it provides that little extra layer of accountability that I need right now so that's kind of how I've been um, doing that I've also just been trying to rest when I need to rest have a snack when I'm hungry stay really hydrated all the good stuff that everybody should be doing all the time but sometimes when you're a parent especially a working parent you just don't always remember to do so that's what's going on in my life (laughs) Kind of a hot mess right now. Um, but as far as my writing updates, it's actually been a pretty good week. Um, even though I haven't been doing a lot of writing this week, I spent most of the, the better part of a week taking this new course on Facebook ads for authors. Um, it's kind of boring if you're not in that space, but it is essential to my business. Um, I remember when I started publishing books back in 2013, even up until I would say 2018, maybe even midway through 2018, I really didn't have to do any advertising because people would just find my books on Amazon. But now everybody I know has having to do some form of advertising, and I actually do quite a lot. And um, I spend a lot of money on Facebook ads. And so I've really gotten excited because I have new ideas now and I feel much more informed um, because I kind of just taught myself how to use the platform but now I I really know in greater detail kind of how to do things and so that's done and now I am back in the trenches editing Warrior Witch which is a Mountain Shadow book six I just started editing it yesterday and I was kind of nervous to edit it because I was like, oof, like, I just don't know like if this draft is any good. I feel like I was kind of all over the place as I was trying to wrap up Loose Ends. But I'm happy to say I was very pleasantly surprised by the prologue and chapter one. Um, I just, I feel really good about it and I think you're gonna absolutely love this book. And so I will go into greater detail on that as I am kind of going through. And if I can tell you things without giving anything away, I certainly will. Um, but I'll, I'll give you a little sneak peek at what's coming kind of beyond Warrior Witch. Since I took a break from writing and editing to complete this Facebook course, I, I was kind of going a little bit stir crazy, like creatively speaking. And I Because I am a writer, I write or edit all the time. I'm constantly in this rhythm of write, edit, revise, plot, write, edit, revise. (laughs) And as I was taking this break, I noticed that because my brain wasn't having that creative work all day, every day, I was just getting this avalanche of ideas for the spinoff series, which the working title is Return to Mountain Shadow. I don't think that will be the actual series title because I want it to be... I want anyone who hasn't read Which is a Mountain Shadow to be able to come into this series fresh and not feel like they missed anything. But if you did read the previous series, it'll be much more fun for you because you'll know all the side characters already. You will um, know the backstory of the main characters. Um, and oh, I'm just, I'm so excited to start writing this. And this always happens when I'm in the editing phase because my favorite phases of writing are plotting and writing the first draft. Um, And so when I'm editing, I'm kind of like, ooh, like I'd rather be creating something new. And especially when I'm not even editing, I'm taking this Facebook class, I was really like feeling it. And so I've been kind of feeling out what the family dynamics are gonna be like so, if you haven't heard me talk about this before, it's a little bit of a spoiler for um, Witch Is a Mountain Shadow, book five. And so, if you would like to skip this part, please go ahead and do so. But if you are caught up on Witch Is a Mountain Shadow, you know that Fiona is pregnant with twins. And the concept for the spin off series is that it, the main characters are the twins, Fiona and Gabriel's two children. And so, I've been working out the family dynamics of the the two twins and kind of how they would have developed differently based on their supernatural powers, based on how their parents treated each of them as they were growing up, as well as the events happening in the outside world around them that put stress on their parents, made their lives a little bit uneasy, um, And I can't give too much of that away because it will give away kind of how Warrior Witch and the whole series ends. But I really had to consider the supernatural politics that come into play based on the cascade of events that happen in Warrior Witch. I've also, I've had some pretty devious ideas for how old foes might come back into play. Um... Of course, you know, thinking of old foes, we have Baylor, the Demon King, we have Agatha, um, we have Alexios. But of course, these people are not on the earthen plane, right? And so I've kind of had to think about ways that I could bring those events full circle, but not in the way that you would expect. Um, so I'm kind of thinking that the new series. I'll have a chance to explore in greater detail the different realms, you know, besides the earth and realm. Um, so, like the underworld and the spirit realm, things like that. And it's just been really interesting to imagine what Fiona and Gabriel's children would be like and kind of who their love interests would be. I'm also conflicted because even though this is really the twins' story, I, there's one of them in particular that I want to focus on and I want this one to be the main character. Um, but of course, his or her sibling is also going to be a main character. So I think it's going to be kind of like Fiona and Eleanor. Like, we start off and we see Fiona and Eleanor together, but it's really more Fiona's story. And Eleanor is definitely a secondary character rather than a main character, like Fiona and Gabriel are the primary characters. And uh, I think that's kind of going to be how it will be. But then I was like, ooh, I could do in-between novellas from the other <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my voice (laughs) from the other twins perspective. And so that was kind of an interesting idea for me. And so I really need to have them both be very rich, fully fleshed out um, protagonists. I've also been getting excited at the prospect of the characters that are going to make a reappearance in this series and nothing is final. Okay, so I'm going to give you a rundown of some people who I think will make an appearance in the spinoff. Of course, I could always decide to kill one of them off in the finale. You never know. Um, But as of right now, I'm thinking that Wesley will definitely make a reappearance, Uncle Wesley. He's going to be quite a bit older, a little more jaded, a little more run down by life. But I think that'll make him kind of a badass because you know, Wesley's the quintessential nice guy, and he always kind of goes out of his way to help Fiona, even though Fiona rejected him, and I've always kind of had that, like, icky feeling about that, because not that Fiona led him on on purpose, or that she should have done anything differently, because I think Fiona handled things pretty well. I think that once she realized she had feelings for Gabriel, she quickly cut things off with Wesley, and I think, She had really good reasoning not to pursue a romantic relationship with him, but I always kind of felt like he gets walked all over just a little bit. And so in the second, in the spinoff series, I think because he's kind of been beat down by life a little bit, Wesley is going to be a much stronger character in the spinoff. Um... I really want Eleanor to make an appearance. Um, I'm thinking that since she will have been a vampire for mm, at least 20 years, maybe 25 years at this point, she will have come into her own. She will be very confident in her undead body (laughs) and um, she'll just be like the cool aunt who's about the same age as the main characters because of course, vampires don't age. And the character, I'm not sure if Morgan is going to come back or not. There's a lot that's up in the air for me about her character right now as it stands in Warrior Witch, and I just, I don't know if she will be able to come back to the series. Um, it's kind of like a TV show, like you're trying to like, all the, the journalists are trying to get the the actors to tell whether or not they're going to be in the next season and they're not allowed to say, so... Morgan's not allowed to say. She's contractually obligated to to not say it. Uh, <laughs> and then the one character that everyone loves to hate that I think is going to come back in a kind of funny way is Martha Mayberry because Martha Mayberry is just like that chia seed in your teeth you just can't get rid of. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited for how um, how she's going to make an appearance and how she's going to interact with the new main characters Um, because she's a fixture of Mountain Shadow. She has to be there, right? And the Christmas store, I'm sure, will still be kicking. The weird-slash-awkward thing about this series is the fact that Witches of Mountain Shadow takes place in 2018. The first book starts in 2018, and you know, it ends, like, early 2019, But then if we're talking about their kids, that's going to be at least 20 years into the future. I'd rather them be mid-20s than early 20s, if I'm being honest, Um, just because I feel like people are a little more emotionally mature. They're a little bit more thrown into life in a very real way. And uh, that's like the future. (laughs) I don't want a Mountain Shadow to be all futuristic and for everybody to be on their like... Apple watch and I mean, whatever new technology we'll have. And what is that? 2023 or something, you know, it's like, Oh wait, that's not right. 2023, 2043. (laughs) I told you I'm not firing on all cylinders. You guys, anyway, it's a while in the future and I don't want it to seem futuristic because we don't actually know what technology we'll have. And I don't want it to feel weirdly futuristic, but also out of date here in like 10 years. So (laughs) I think I'm just gonna say that we're not going to progress that much. And I'm going to try to avoid as many instances of technological references as possible. But anyway, that's it for my writing update. I hope that gave you a little exciting taste of what's to come in the new spinoff series. Now it's time for what I'm reading, and this week I am still listening to the audio version of A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. I am super, super into it right now, um, but I only really get to listen to it at night, um, and so I'm kind of sl- being slow as I make my way through that, but it's very good. I think I will almost certainly go on to the next book, um, and Yeah. I would really like to get some recommendations on paranormal series that I should check out, um, some lesser known ones, especially if they're kind of along the lines of Witches of Mountain Shadow, because I have a hard time finding um, ones with witches that are a little bit dark, but not crazy dark and have a good amount of romance, but aren't like erotica And so if you have any recommendations, please send them my way. We're about to wrap up here. But before we go, let's check the mailbox. And this week we have a question from Mark in Illinois. And Mark emailed me to say, If mortals and witches have a spirit that passes onto the spirit realm after they die, what happens to vampires spirits when they die? Mark, this is such a good question. And it's so weird that you said this to me because I was just trying to work this out in my own head as I was thinking through a few things for the spinoff. And what I, the conclusion that I came to is that unfortunately for vampires, their spirits don't ever actually move on. Um, so the the way a person becomes a vampire in my world is they ingest I prior to their death, and that essentially suspends the the death process um, when they are killed and they need the ether from human blood to be able to function as an undead person um, but their spirit is essentially trapped in the body because of the core that is present basically the core kind of blocks their spirit and blocks the ether and the environment that would allow the spirit to leave the body and pass through the veil to the spirit realm. So essentially that spirit becomes trapped on the earth and plane. And so that's why people retain most of their personality. They retain kind of some of their old likes and dislikes, and they have all their old memories. Um, but they're just not ever quite the same because their spirit should have moved on, but the spirit is tragically trapped forever on the earthen plane um i don't really know what happens i think what happens is if they are staked and their existence comes to an end at that point their spirit would move on or at least dissolve um that's what i'm thinking but thank you mark i hope that satisfactorily answers your question i really appreciate you sending it in if you, dear listener, have any burning questions you'd like for me to answer on the podcast or just some comments, please send them to tarahbenner at gmail.com. You can also post them on any of my social media channels. I am at author on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also post them in our secret reader group on Facebook, TaraBenner's reader revolution. Just request to be a member, answer the two membership questions, and I will approve you. That's all I have for you this week, but feel free to stay in my cabin as long as you like. We can drink all the hot cocoa. I have marshmallows and whipped cream. You can crack open a good book, hopefully one of mine, and have a wonderful weekend.